Yeah. We see we see Neil's belly. Is that a boy nice. or a girl? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What sex is beer? Uh, <laughs> the best. We, I remember when um when Lisa was pregnant. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Are we starting the episode? Yeah, I'm waiting on you, dude. Hey, man. <laughs> You're acting like I'm late to everything. You, you, you are late to everything. <laughs> we uh, held off on the baptism until you got there. We sure did. Okay, first of all, that's not me. You know. They said, where's Neil? Oh, he's five minutes out. Okay, we'll wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because you're Father John's favorite co-host on uh, Among Wolves. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Out of the two? Out of the two. Yeah. Is that a high life? Miller high life? Miller high life, baby. There you go. Champagne of beers. Oh, you're drinking water, too. Yeah. <laughs> this yep. is like my favorite cheap beer. I don't have a favorite cheap beer. The closest thing well, to cheap beer would, for me would probably be Corona. That's PBR. Cheap. PBR is my favorite cheap beer. Yeah. But see, you see, here's the trick: is see, you need a favorite cheap beer because you need to drink beer, and you need not to spend money on beer. Very and true. and here's the other thing: good beer. The problem with a lot of good beer is is that when you drink it in the bottle it's not as good as on tap. Yeah. So I love Stella and I get Stella at the bar all the time. But the problem is when I get Stella in the bottle, I don't like it as much. Yeah. I did the same thing with when I used to drink um, um, Newcastle a lot. When I drank it in the bottle, it wasn't as good. So in a sense, every time I drink my favorite beers at home, I was disappointed because they weren't on tap. So what you what I did is I just drank more High Life because I liked Miller High Life. I always, you know, when I was in high school and stuff, and you start drinking Miller Genuine Draft and everything, and that was the cool thing because like High Life was like the old man beer, and then like you go out drinking with Uncle Ricky and stuff, and then you know you're drinking the High Life and you grow a taste for it, and it's like I like the flavor of it better than your regular. Miller G- MGD or more than a Budweiser or more than especially a Coors when you're talking about water. So I got to used to it. And then, so I'm like, this is what I like. So, so, you know, and then the thing is I could buy a six pack or I mean a 12 pack, you know, and you buy it for like $7, yeah. which is what? Uh, eight, uh, six pack of Corona is eight yeah. or nine nine bucks so so the fact is it's cheaper and guess what every time i drink it 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 tastes the way i want it to (laughs) yeah so you're never disappointed yeah when i'm buying cheap beer the closest thing i do for to cheap beer is going to be like when i go to the uh smiths and do the samplers because the samplers eight bucks over at uh, over at smiths 
And yeah, so, I was gonna say they're still eight dollars. Yeah, but that's that's the closest thing to cheap beer I've got. I'm not gonna buy a six dollars twelve pack of beer. Sorry, it's just not gonna. Well, <laughs> well that's because your wife keeps bringing in promotions. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a good thing I married up. <laughs> that way I can drink yeah. the beer that I want to drink. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, my wife's a teaching, so you know. Until they start giving teachers, you know, $100,000 contracts. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Hey, Aaron, you want, inter- yeah, you want to introduce yourself, Aaron? Sure. Yeah, go for it. What do you want me to say? I don't know. Tell people who you are. Well, uh, my name is Aaron, and i uh, been in Vegas all my life, 32 years. Met Neil. Hey, how long ago did I meet you, Neil? Well, you met David first. Well, yeah, but you're the co-host, so we'll start there. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to remember <laughs> when I first met you. Yeah, it, it had to be like 2011, 2012, something like that, because that's when I started working over at the church. When did you swing over to, to uh, St. Francis' direction? Me? Uh, 2000, right when you started. Yeah, so somewhere around there. Yeah, but we weren't close enough. Like, you didn't go to our wedding. No, because so, I was brown. Yeah. Okay, apparently you didn't see people at our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were, yeah, <laughs> like half my family. But but we didn't, like, you weren't, like, I don't know. We didn't think you were close enough then, I don't think. But, like, shortly after, you would have easily been. Yep. So I don't know when we really started being friends, because it would have been after the wedding. Heck, uh, David and Jeevy were went. How long we know you guys? Maybe about two, two and a half years. Something like that. I don't know. When did you get married? Yeah, you guys are. You guys are actually. Oh, we got married in uh, fourteen okay. August. But you guys are actually like the newest people who into our lives at the wedding, kind of. Yeah. Because you're like the only like Jeevy was saying. Oh yeah, it was like. We've only known Neil and Lisa, Neil right. and Lisa, Neil and Lisa. And I do I'm remember like, your, I, I do remember your wedding because we were going to a Steubenville and you couldn't go, and you were like, "Well, I can't go because I'm getting married." Yeah, like the next week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was the thing. Everybody, she's like, nobody else remembers Neil and Lisa. Everybody knows Neil and Lisa. Who the hell is calling me? Hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like 9.30. Yeah, you're going to voicemail. Boom. Okay, probably want to know who you're going to vote for. Oh, but, God, yeah. <laughs> so I've known you since 2011. I can't math. I do know I've known David since I was 15, and I'm 32. So how are yeah. math? I've long. known you for more than half 17. your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Oh, oh man. Yeah, it gets weird when you start doing things like that. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, yeah, half my life I've been doing X. And you're like, oh, wait a second. Not half of it because I'm now this old. That's five years more than half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go run and grab some tissues because my nose is leaky. Ooh. Okay. So, do we got a topic, guys? 
You're going to have a lot of fun editing this, David. Oh, yeah. I know. It's always a train wreck. Well, whenever. I thought we could talk about the news of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought we could uh, talk about the news of uh, um, the restrictions yeah. on gatherings. Yeah. Isn't that neat? Did you hear that news, Aaron? What's the new news? Uh, Sisolak has upped the gathering restrictions from 50 people to 250 people. Oh, I heard about that this morning from some of the managers. Yeah. And church is considered a gathering. And so... Yeah, I love that because it's like he was talking about events at Thomas and Mac and um, uh, was it uh, Cashman Field and, um, you know, both Sam Boyd and the uh, Allegiant Stadiums. So those are arenas and stadiums in our in our town. You know, he was making it sound like, yeah, they can probably go up to, I forgot what he said. Was it 10% or? 10%. Oh. The, yeah. For Allegiant Stadium, they would have to have them uh, in quadrants of so many people. Yeah, that way they could. But even 10% of Allegiant Stadium is still like 60-something, 6,000 people. Right. But they're in you quadrants. Know, so, yeah, but they'd be in. It's easy to make them in quadrants if you only have six thousand people. Yeah, you know. So, but that was the thing. So maybe it was just ten. I. It's not like he was letting them do five hundred or you know, fifty percent or something. But. Right. Well, but, that's that's our directive. Our directive was for churches. It was fifty percent capacity or two hundred and fifty, whichever is lower. Well, so, yeah, but most. But almost all church, most of our Catholic churches are going to be more than that. Right. But to 250, it's going to be more than 50%. The only one it affects is like Our Lady Guadalupe and stuff. Right. On Mesquite. You know. I've never been there. So, I mean, it's good. It's a step forward. Yeah. How are um, and what? Are we going to do 150 people this weekend? We're going to do 150 people this weekend. All the masses. And so, do they still have to sign up? Oh yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, we're going to have 900 people show up potentially. Well, let's hope. Yeah, that's that's what our masses. Let's are hope normally. people haven't forgot. Right. There right. is that's, no normally. I know. That's what I'm kind of worried about is whether or not. Um, what, what, uh, are, are we going? to – what's it going to look like for people to come back to church? You know, are we going to, uh, is, is it going to take a while before people start coming back to church? Is this like, is this the nail in the coffin for, for the young adults who were just kind of floating around and kind of barely going to church or the older adults who are just like, um, you know, they were going to church out of habit and now that habit is broken, you know, like, like how much of that is, is, is reality here? Well, yeah, I know, because if you would have asked me this in May or June, I would have said, this is great because we're starving them a little bit, and absence makes the heart grow fonder, and then that's why we get so many views on YouTube for Mass and this yeah. and that, and people are going to want to go, Right. and now it's gone too long. So right. We went from an average of like 2,800 views on YouTube in a weekend to 1,800. Come in. 1800. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know I would rather, much rather go in person. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's way better in person than, than online. 
but uh, um, right now we have uh, we have the problem where people are dropping participation online. And so, you know, what's that going to look like whenever people have the opportunity to come back in person, restrictions are lifted and, uh, you know, the uh, obligation is returned. Is that still going to be a, is it still going to be a thing or are people still going to uh, come, you know, or, or are they going to, or are we going to have to be really encouraging people to, to come again or to, uh, uh, you know, Something tells me that after all this pandemic and everything's lifted, um, I, I feel like a lot of people may have learned some kind of lesson throughout this, whether it was a good or bad lesson, but I feel like they would end up returning probably a little bit more kind of like a perfect example would be the gym January 1st. Mm. Everyone shows up, they miss the gym they want to start fresh and then probably throughout the later of the year, they'll start to trickle back to the normal. Interesting. Is what I think might happen. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'm worried about, I'm worried about people in ministry uh, wanting to return to ministry. Mm. Like, you know, cause you feel burnout whenever you don't have to do ministry anymore. Like you're like, Oh man, I was, I was tired. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then when you start doing ministry again, uh, it opens back up. Then you, then you feel that, oh, I was so tired, and now all this responsibility is coming back to me again. Yeah. I definitely felt that with work, yeah. being in a closed property for six months, and then transferring to an open property. And that first week, I was dying. I was like, oh, this is this is rough. But I'm starting to get back in the groove of things. So. I would love to get back to ministry too at the church. Right. Rather than on online. Online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, confirmation classes are weird um, online. Mm-hmm. They're weird in person too, because like, um, you know, everybody has to sit six feet apart. And so you're having, you're having discussions six feet apart and they're covering their faces, <laughs> you know, with the, with the masks. And so you can't see anybody's expressions and stuff like that. Right. And so it's a, uh, um, it's really hard, like to to gauge people and to um, to kind of figure out what's uh, what's you know what people are interested in or whether they're engaged or not and things like that. So, I, I could I know I work when I'm talking to guests because um, we do have a fairly amount of guests in the afternoon. Um, it's easy to kind of gauge how they're feeling just by looking at their eyes. Um, but they are older and probably more vocal with their facial expressions versus teenagers. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. I'd like to come sit in in a in a hybrid class one day and see how that goes. Yeah, coming on because you're what you're you're Sunday, so coming on Wednesday. Okay. Or or do one of the uh, you can't do you can never do the twelve forty five on Sunday, huh? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. I know that's my thing too. It's like I don't know. It's like real hard to come back and do ministry things right now. Like no matter how many times poor David has been like, Hey, you want to do this thing? And it's almost no work. No. Yeah. It was like, F you, David. <laughs> <laughs> I got my Sundays. I would do what I want. <laughs> and it's just, you know what I think it is too. I think it's just that we had, I don't know, all those years of so much stuff to do. Yeah. You know, like we were bringing Robert into, you know, in his in his um 
<laughs> what they called in a stroller to confirmation class and stuff like that. And yeah. And it's then a- once Henry was born, Lisa's like, that's it. We have two kids. This is too much. Yeah. It's a lot with kids. Yeah. What's nice. The, the one thing that is nice about all this is like, um, he, I wanted to move to a small group model of ministry for years. Um, so but be- COVID gave it to you? Yes. <laughs> but because uh, like Father John, um, you know, most priests are, are leery of, of change when it comes to uh, confirmation. and ministries. Yeah. And so, um, so this was that opportunity. Well, things, everything has to change. And so I was like, Hey, you know, this is a model that I pitched years ago. And, um, it was shot down because it was radically different. Um, and now we're doing it <laughs> and it's a, it's a cool model. Like, it, you know, you have um, a couple of adults and a, and a handful of teens and uh, um, you know, like eight to 10, I was hoping to get six to eight, but uh, we didn't get enough of volunteers, but uh, um, and then they just spend time with them and they, they, they talk about uh, faith and they talk about, they ask their questions and they get to know one another. And that's kind of the point. Yeah. What else is going on? Well, Aaron had a baby baptized. Had a baby oh baptized. yeah. That was the other subject. That's why we we're going to have Aaron on. Talk yeah. about baptism. Talk about baptism and the Godfather. Oh, wait, I'm not the godfather. No, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I watched the godfather. Yeah. I've seen all of them, I think. For that baptism scene. I'm trying to play that. You won't let me play that in class. No, no. We can reference it here, though. It's way too violent for class. (laughs) Well, that's why I want to show it in class. Yeah. Because it's way too violent. Yeah. And World's Worst Except for the fact, yeah, that's why World's Worst Youth Minister, right? But what's great about it is it shows a legit baptism pre-Vatican II. Right. I might have to go watch it on YouTube again. Yeah. Do you, Carlo Risi, reject Satan? Do you, Michael Corleone, reject Satan? I do. And then it's... How many times have you seen that movie? Oh, I don't know. A hundred. Wow. Plus all the little times that I've seen it, you know, like when it's on A&E or, or AMC or something. Oh, yeah. And it's like you're flipping and it's like Godfather weekend. And it's like, oh, Godfather, I'll watch this. And I sit and watch it for, you know, 35, 40 minutes or something. And Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, that's what is that? Jethro T. Brutes right now? Nope, it is the Samuel Grant because I think oh, Samuel Grant. I can get that at Vaughn's, but uh, the Jethro T. Boots is at like Walgreens or CVS. Was that a liquor or so? It's whiskey. Whiskey? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, what was that, Aaron? I wasn't sure if it was like a liquor or a tea or. 
Oh no, this is a straight Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Ooh. It's good stuff. Yep. So it's like ten dollars a bottle and it doesn't taste like shit shizzle. So <laughs> So tell us about your, your baptism day. Uh, who was baptized? What's the story? What, what what happened that day? What's what's going on? Who's there? So, what story is this? What story is this? This would be the story of uh, my son Uriel getting baptized. Um, of course, we had to wait until COVID allowed it. Um, but it was a kind of a hectic day because getting ready for the baptism and getting ready to go on vacation at the same time because uh, I like to do things last minute. Mm. Yeah. And then trying to get him in his outfit was fun because we got <laughs> it in, uh, I think we got it in like on Monday or Tuesday of that week. And this kid grows so fast that by Friday for the baptism, it was a little snug, more snug than what it was. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, he looked like a little lumpia in there. <laughs> <laughs> so the top, the, the top button kept coming undone. And I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm just going to leave it alone. Well, you need that open anywhere for the oil. Well, exactly, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, it was uh, it was pretty neat. It's pretty nice, um, knowing that my kids getting received into the church, uh, and then it was a no brainer for me on uh, who the godparents were going to be. Oh, thanks. So, yeah, it was a. it was actually uh, you were absolutely first pick, first uh, first draft, first round draft pick. Is that how you say it, Neil? Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, first overall pick. Yeah, and then uh, possible second up was uh, uh, Gerald and Shannon. So yeah, but you know, you guys had more points, and you know. Your stats look better, so there you go. If you're gonna create your own fantasy league of of godparents, yeah, yeah. So, um, well, I, it I, works I, perfectly for you, Aaron, because of how David and GB have always been. You know, you know, you know oh, yeah. what? Not parental figures. Well, I guess a little bit, but yeah, you know, I called them model-y kind of. I called them mom and dad for a while, and. They were the oldest, same age people as me. Yeah. And when you basically lived at our house. Yep. (laughs) So, yeah. It worked out perfect, I think. Yeah. I did. uh, In in the beginning of the mass, I totally forgot how to act in mass. And you're like, tap me on the shoulder. Like, dude, stand up. I'm like, crap. I I always sit down now in front of my couch. Or on my couch with the TV in front of me. So. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I was like, oh man, I need to remember how to do this again. <laughs> yeah, but I don't even think we we're supposed to stand when you had everybody stand, David. Yeah, you were. Cause that's, was... that's that's a procession. That's the Alleluia procession. So the right, the uh, the way the right works is typically uh, everybody's in the back, and uh, whenever uh, Father John calls or the priest or whoever is there calls uh, the attention to the back, everybody's supposed to stand face the back of the church and hear the, uh, and see and hear the, um, the parents request baptism. And then the song that, that plays after uh, they request baptism 
is the entrance hymn to the right. And, and also it was an alleluia and we never sit during an alleluia. And so, um, so the alleluia is playing and the, normally it would be a procession moving forward. Uh, what tricked everybody up though, was that, fa- was that father John didn't have, um, I didn't do that. He, he did it uh, uh, towards the front because of all the live stream and all that stuff. So people could see, cause you can't turn that camera a hu- the, the 180 degrees the other direction. Um, oh. So you, you, you can't get a good shot in, uh, of, of the parents and the kids at the door and stuff like that. Well, yeah. And it wasn't even a procession or anything. It was a real small baptism. Right. So we just right. said, here we go. Yeah. It was nice though. I liked it that small. It was, it was kind of a good time. Oh yeah. Well, because when we baptized Henry, we we had no music. All right. So I didn't think there was going to be music. I just thought it was going to be us, the whatever FJ does, and then a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. See you later. But we got uh, almost the full package. Yeah, you got three singers or two singers and a organist, pianist. Yeah. Who also sings? Dan sings too. Sometimes. I've never heard Dan sing. If you if you watched any recent live streams uh, and that harmony in the background, that's Dan. Oh well, they don't show it. No, you can't see it because you know. But that that other person that's singing with the canter, that's Dan. Oh, okay, good for Dan. Yeah, he does a good job. He he hits those nice harmonies, and usually they're pretty creative. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you, Dan. Shout out to yeah, you, Dan. Yeah, and my voice has been, you know what I've noticed is my voice is, it's weak, it's weak. I don't know what to do. My voice is, it's weak, it's weak. But it's like, it's not the same as it was before I got sick in the beginning in March. And like Lisa's like, you sure you didn't get COVID back then? Right. So yeah. I don't know, but. You, like, you probably I can't did do- get the COVID, but you'd probably drink so much that you just washed it away. <laughs> but it's something like that because it's like I can't like get like a high voice so I can't like do a Mickey Mouse kind of voice anymore which I used to be able to do pretty well and you know and when I Mickey sing I can't huh? I've never heard your Mickey Mouse voice well I've never done it for you wow I see but now when I do it it doesn't sound as good as it did and Let's stuff like that. So when I try, no, I'm not doing it now. <laughs> I just told you it didn't sound good. <laughs> Come on, it'll be so part now, of the show. Now when I try to do like higher voices and stuff for, for uh, like Robert and stuff, they don't sound right. And I'm like, this is bugging me because like this is gonna be it for my like is this for the rest of my life? Like I can't use. Because <laughs> because your what whatever you were sick with in March it destroyed it. I don't know. Yeah. But even sometimes when I'm singing or something like that, like I'm not hitting the higher notes that I used to be able to hit. And I'm like, uh oh, this is not good. So I can't do Mickey Mouse. I can't hit high voice notes. Or not like you, not like I'm doing like opera stuff, but I mean, come on. Can you still hit the Mariah Carey Whitney Houston high note? No, I never could do that. <laughs> so, so baptism. Gonna, baptism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And The Godfather, because there's those movie and the sacrament go together so well. My voice, it's weak. It's weak. <laughs> I don't know, Godfather. I don't know, Godfather. Yeah. You can act like a man. Yeah. Uh, 
I was very happy that we got to do the baptism, you know, in the church and have the few of us that were able to go. And Father John set it up for you, Aaron, because it's really nice that when you get these little, I mean, no offense, but if you do a regular baptism with like five other families on like a Sunday afternoon, it's just like, oh, it doesn't feel special. Right. And luckily, because we're so involved with the church, you get to do these little Mm-hmm. You know, hey, let's throw it in there, you know, and for everybody. So I, I do like that. Like, that's what we did with both of our kids and stuff. Right. See, and me, I'm the complete opposite. I like, I like it. Uh, whenever, I think when I, when Isaac was baptized, I think there was nine other babies baptized at the same time. Yeah, too uh, many. <laughs> and I actually liked it that way because it gave me more of a sense of like, um, not just not just my little bubble that that we're inviting people that we're inviting him into and that he's being welcomed into, but the the wider church and uh, um, I like that uh, the the symbolism of that because like that's the big thing as a I, I, one of the biggest things anyway that I struggle with as a as a Catholic that's um, in an in an adult level is that the other people in the church. Right, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the uh, the most social person, and of course, God only knows the heart for for a lot of people, but uh, for all people. But um, oftentimes, it's people that are in the church that I find the most difficult to get along with, or difficult uh, um, to uh, to to say that yeah, I belong in in the same organization as those people. You know, you think of like. Uh, 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 Ted McCarrick, you know, the, that whole scandal a couple of years ago or um, any of the other bad priests that have been out there or the douchebag in the parking lot or, or, you know, and, or the Westboro Baptists, all these people that you know, you, we just kind of get lumped in with. Um, oh yeah. And that's, that to me is like one of the most difficult struggles of, uh, of living Christian is living amongst a bunch of other broken, selfish sinners and uh, uh, why, why I like the uh, the baptism to be in a group like that is because that's the reality of our faith. Uh, we don't get to pick and choose who who's here. You know, all are called, and people are are responding in varying degrees. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't get to pick and say I like that this person's at church, and I don't like that this person's at church, so that person should go. Um, and that's uh, not, nothing wrong with like private baptisms, but that's why I like the the big public thing. You know, is that you know I didn't I didn't know these people, I didn't, I didn't invite them to the baptism of my son, but they were they all they all belong there. They belong and they they belong to be present, and and that's what Isaac's going to be entering into, and that's what Joel enters into, and Gemma entered into, and all that. So it's just a it's a a wheat and the weeds thing. You know, it's getting along with the you're jacked up members of your Christian family. <laughs> the uh, the private baptism was nice, and and y- <clears throat> the private baptism was nice. But uh, the I think I would have liked the whole normal baptism uh, pre-COVID, uh, the way you know your kids got it, um, especially because if we would have had it that way, I totally would have turned around and did a whole Simba thing with Uriel, um, but. You know, you guys would have expected me to do that at our baptism. Yeah. So I didn't. <laughs> right. Well, but the other thing, too, is, you know, not to 
seem like I'm contradicting myself either, but into yes and onto your thing, David, is I'm more, I also feel like if you're not going to do a private one, I do like the one during mass. Like, I don't like yes, the, very the much. one where there's five families and you do it. And it's just maybe because I feel like you just, it's all, you know, it's kind of like, hey, uh, Uriel, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, here's some oil, go. Um, Gemma, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, here's some oil, go. Michael, Fred, Jeff, Eddie, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there you go. Now we're done with water, done with oil, amen. Now go get your brisket, you know. I guess we got Jewish all of a sudden. <laughs> or maybe because we went and got barbecue after the Flemings. <laughs> oh, that was a good time. That was yeah. a good barbecue. But, um, but you know, I don't know. I felt, it feels too like, you know, you r- rush it through or something. But, like, I do like doing it, like, the one baptism at Mass. I think that's what we did with Gemma, right? Gemma. Yeah, Gemma was baptized in the context of Mass. It was nice. Yeah, and... Even when I did the um, the baptism talk on uh, on Project Genesis retreats, that would always point out on how I like that that mass where you have the baptism. Partly I don't because then I know it's like another ten minutes of mass. But <laughs> but the other, unless the priest cuts down his homily, then it's then it's a win win. <laughs> Depending on the priest, but. Uh, the, the other thing, too, is because you do have what you were talking about, David, of being part of the community and stuff like that. And it's not just like when you're talking about, like, here are the people that I'm not picking. Well, the other way, it's like, eh, here are these five families and then their friends and family, too. But this is like, this is everybody, you know. This is everybody who goes to Mass at 930. Yeah. And they have the no best. clue that there's going to be a baptism today. Right. That's the best. And then that, that gets a, the real sense of um, the, the wider community because then you'll have some people who are like, oh, that was so sweet. There's a baptism. Praise God. We're welcoming another person into the church. And then we have the other people like, ah, oh, crap. I picked the wrong mass. There's a baptism. Now I'm going to be here for, <laughs> for another 10 minutes. <laughs> and that's good. That, it's good that we have both of those perspectives in the church and that, that we have um, uh, that the, the a child is being welcomed with those both of those perspectives present um because that's that's what it is you know that's that's the way church is we don't we don't turn you away uh even if uh, um even if like you're not always excited that there's a baptism there or or whatever you know it's the, it's that uh um that opportunity for us all to recognize that the church is more than more about than just me, you know, it's, it's about all of God's people It's about all of uh, the body of Christ. And not just, not just me and Jesus. It's a, a community of. Yeah. Right. And it's also the fact that if you're in the community and now you got, you know, Simba is now part of the, com- the, 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 the herd, you know, Right. right. So we're all sitting there in the pews and they're like, here, guess what? Here's the new one. <laughs> you know, this is a, this guy, when we walked in, this baby wasn't one of us. Now he is. And you now for welcome to the club. Yeah. And, and that's a, uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a big reason why, um, uh, 
people that talk with their hands shouldn't ever do Simba because all I saw because Neil, you raise your hands like you're doing Simba, and then you're like shaking him. <laughs> like this is this is the baby. <laughs> this is the baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, okay. that's that's the Italian in me. That's the Italian talking with his hands, oh. raising oh, him up to Simba. Do I? Yeah, this. <laughs> I know. Too bad this isn't a video podcast, but. <laughs> Yeah, but you know that, that's a that was a good visual there to see see it just shaking the Simba baby in the air after after the baptism. But yeah, that's one thing I really like. I like the fact you know, and I remember going to it's got to be you know seven years ago or something going to St. Francis for mass. Yeah, maybe even longer because I don't think I went with Lisa. And some girl got baptized, and she was. You know, if not a you know, if not an adult, at least a teenager, she got baptized at mass. You know, and I try to make sure I went over to like congratulate her and say, "Hey, welcome to the club," kind of thing. Yeah. Just you know, you know, and she doesn't know me from anybody, but she's you know, I was just like, "Hey, you know, congratulations! This is a big deal." And now she's your sister in Christ. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, I like baptisms. Baptisms are nice. I like being a godfather. Being godfather is nice. Yes. Yeah. Although I feel like David's the more scary of the godfathers. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. It's David. <laughs> oh. Because he's actually going to hold these kids to the level. He's like, hey, <laughs> name all 12 apostles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Tupac, Biggie, Eminem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No. What was it, too? I'll, I'll tell you a quick funny story. My friend Jim Trainer, and he, he uh, I, I was the uh, godfather to his, you know, youngest son. And the day of the baptism, uh, Anthony Spaduti, our good buddy, uh, over from St. Peter's, he was he used to substitute teach uh, high school kids, and it was the day of the baptism that he knew when he was going to it. And there was the one, <laughs> that morning, these kids, you know, in his class, like had this huge fight, and they're all moving away. And he just sat there and said, "This is a good distraction in which I could get bumped off." And if Neil was being Godfather and he needed to get rid of me. This was the, this was the distraction he would use to have somebody come back and like ship me or something, a la like Godfather of baptism when he kills everybody. And all his works. All right, so what else are we going to talk about? I don't know. I've been uh, um, I've been reading Romans in a commentary on Romans I'm about finished with. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which uh, um, I like it because there's a lot of parallels. To, I mean, obviously, it's, it's scripture, but there, there's a lot of parallels of like um, – you know what we've been talking about this this whole community thing but also this us and them stuff um that we kind of deal with with our politics and with our faith with all that stuff like 
there was there's a community in in the the Roman Church that uh, was a mix. It was a mix of Jews and a mix of Gentiles, and probably by the time Paul was writing, there was probably more Gentiles there than Jews. Uh, but it was very much an us and them mentality, and in uh, that's the one of the big things that he's tackling in that book is that no, you guys are are all baptized in Christ. You guys are all part of the one body. It's not divided. You're not Jew or Greek, slave or free. You guys are all uh, the the one body. Yeah, and just like the song. That's where that came from. <laughs> one bread, one body. That one. Yep. Yeah. One Lord of all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do it too, but my voice is weak. Yeah. I'm making weak. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah, I know. Let me try. It's all crackly. It's crackly. It's it's after it's Mickey Mouse after it's been smoking for twenty five years. Got that COPD, right? (laughs) I had a good I had a good night once. It was in this house. I remember we're out back, and I did like I don't know. I just had Mickey say all the the dirtiest things. (laughs) Yeah, because that's what you do whenever you can make the a cartoon, an innocent cartoon voice. That's yeah, accurate. exactly. And then Lisa didn't like that, of course, but I thought it was funny. And then I used to do <laughs> Mickey Mouse doing all the Freddy Krueger lines. <laughs> I'm your boyfriend now. See, it's all. <laughs> uh, this whiskey will help this impression. Mm-hmm. Warm up those vocal cords. Yeah, and then Lisa Lisa picks on me because when I read read the stories to Robert at night and I do different voices yeah. for the different characters in the books. Yeah, that's uh, that's a dad thing. I do that too. And then GV never does. Like when she reads the story, it's mm-hmm. just like it, it's it, it's just like the the random person reading a story, you know. There's like uh there's no there's no cool voices, there's no like uh, a scare. Uh, if, if there's some tension, there's no tension in the reading, and uh, it's just it's oh, is it no even no emotions. There's there's a little bit of emotions, but it's like you know, it's it's you know how moms have that voice when they talk to little kids. It's all sweet and um, yeah, friendly. yeah, and like it's it's not like oh no, what's going to happen? They're going to get caught, caught by the farmer, and right. uh, and then the and then the farmer's going to yeah. be like no. Click clack moo, you know. <laughs> but no, click clack moo. Get out of here. Yeah. Which one's that one? That's a book called Click Clack Moo, where the the uh, um, the cows they get a typewriter, and so the cows t- type a message to the farmer saying that um, they want blankets and they want all the they want all this stuff because it's a. Uh, uh, because they're pro- providing milk for the farmer, and they want um, they want the writing notes to say that they want stuff inside the barn, or else they're not going to give any more milk. And so that's that's the whole thing. And so you know, a GV will read it as like um, a click clack moo, and and then because they're typing on the keyboard, click clack moo, 
and then but uh you know papa you got you, you, you're gonna have the click clack moo <laughs> click clack moo <laughs> you know and all, all that you know just just that stuff where you get to play with the uh with the voices and and, and the and the sound effects and it's a kind of a, a little onomatopoeia book but uh, with with farm farm animal sounds but mm. yeah well as i was getting uh children's books i found out that uh well maybe my mind's just that dirty but there's a children's book that uh lonnie's friend got us and it's i, I was trying to find it i think it's called little brown nut hair oh yeah. yes yeah yeah that's the, the um, I, ha- I have that book. You do too? I, I do, I do. The, the, the most ir- ir- inappropriate rabbit book um, the, in, the, in the world where the... Um... I, could, I could not. <laughs> Hold on, let me go find it. Hold on, I got it. Yeah, yeah, so you have the, uh, you have the, the daddy bunny and the baby bunny are in uh, little brown, little nut brown hair and big nut brown hair. <laughs> Where's Dio? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, it's about guess. If the book is called "Guess How Much I Love You," and it says this much, little nut brown hair stretching out his arms as wide as they could go. Big nut brown hair had even longer arms. <laughs> I <found> it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was a really unfortunate name for the for the rabbit. Yeah, and and the dad and the dad, the nut brown hair family. You don't have this book, Neil? No, I do not have. Guess what? Any guess what your kids. Any- are getting for Christmas. Yeah. For the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just bought some books too. Um I I, I got on Amazon uh uh The Space Witch, which was um the guy who wrote the corduroy book, you know the little bear yeah, book. Yeah, the bear book. yeah, the guy who wrote that, he wrote this book called The Space Witch, which was funny because I'm sitting there and I was reading the corduroy book and then I'm looking, Oh, other works by this author. And I saw the space, Witch, and then all of a sudden you have that like click in your memory of something that's, you know, you know, 30 plus years old. And you're like, I remember a book called the space, Witch. my grandma had it, but what is that? So then you got to go online and look it up. And I looked it up and I'm like, Holy crap. I do remember this book. And it's, you know, it's about like some witch in space and, you know, and but she, you know, goes and I guess comes to Earth. I can't even remember what how it goes, but I just got it in the mail today, and you know, and then it's all these kids dressed up, and then and then she's all scared of the ghosts and goblins, but they're not ghosts and goblins; they're kids for Halloween or something. So, but oh, that's cute. so so I got that for Robert, and there's another one called the Pumpkin Smasher, where apparently somebody comes and smashes all the jack o' lanterns before Halloween, so they built this big rock and paint it into a, a jack-o'-lantern and then this witch comes to smash the pumpkins and then can't smash the rock because she doesn't know it's not a pumpkin or something. But these were books that I know my grandmother had. So I'm like, well, what are these books, you know? And then I was like, how old are these books? So I looked it up and like the, the space witch is from like 
1959 or something. So I'm like, she could have bought this book for my dad or something. Wow. You know? And then the other book, the the Pumpkin Smasher was from like 72. So I'm like, oh, well, that could have been one of my older cousins. Because, right. like, you know, I, I'm number 11 out of 13 grandkids on that family. Wow. You know? Yeah, my dad yeah, found was- uh, all my books from when I was a kid. So I got a bunch of the, I guess, or the Disney Mickey Mouse collection. Oh, nice. And the Doctor Seuss uh, it, collection. Is it the one with the like the silver bind on the back for the Disney one? Which yeah, hold on, hold on. Those were cool. I remember those back in the day. I had a bunch of golden books for that. Was it gold? I can't remember. I thought it was silver well, uh, binding. And... Well, they could have had those too, but I mean, I had little golden books. You know the brand. Oh, gotcha. And they would have a lot of Disney books and stuff. So it's like, oh, here's Alice in Wonderland. Oh, maybe that's what you it know? is. So here's, you know. I just remember then, vividly the vi- the binding for them kind of being really fancy. That yeah. could be that. And I also had, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, books on, you know, books with tapes. So it was, in the, you know, you could listen to the cassette. Right, yeah. And, it, it did the, and then they'd have songs from the movie, too. So you yeah. hear Bare Necessities or something after the tape. Or uh, Teddy Ruxpin. Remember Teddy Ruxpin? Wasn't I that do the, remember yeah. Teddy Ruxpin. That's the same concept. That was cool. Yeah, but Teddy Ruxpin was different. Like, Teddy Ruxpin talked for you. Oh. You know, talked for the thing. So you put the tape in Teddy Ruxpin, and then what it was is he either told the story or other people talked, but when he said something in the story, he would actually talk. Right. Like, the bear would move his mouth and eyes in the certain parts. That's what was better because he was, in a sense, a glorified tape player yeah. that moved his mouth for it. Let's yeah, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could tell that uh, the logo on the right-hand side. Yeah, those are awesome. Yes. And yeah, that's back. exactly what I was thinking of. I thought, for some reason, I thought it had like a, a strip on the binding or maybe mine were just repaired somehow. These oh, are, are... So my dad is a... or was a hoarder and he was very meticulous he always put things in boxes so these look brand new i do remember reading them as kids um but when you look at them it's like did you ever read them as kids but uh no i did no you probably never read it as a kid your dad probably read it to you or something yeah i read the pictures yeah Yeah, check the copyright on those like look at that pete's dragon book you got there like what year is that done And then when you're done with that, look at the pictures and see if they have Invisible Elliot and all he has is lines dashed out to see uh, that, that's where he's... Copyright 1980. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And who am I looking for? Look at Elliot the Dragon. Let's see if he goes uh, invisible. And, see, and when he's invisible, is it just little lines uh, dashed out? Where's the invisible at? Well, Half the book. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> he's green, and then he's not. Oh, like this? Let me see. Eh, no, oh, that's a little no. nicer. Yeah. Well, at least it's something. He's like gray, gray tone right. for people who can't see. Because, like, when I I had the, you know, the Pete Dragon storybook with cassette, mm-hmm. and in it, they when Elliot was invisible... They had little dash lines and stuff, like how they used to draw invisible stuff in old like comic strips and stuff. Gotcha. And so you always saw what Elliot was doing. Like in that picture you're showing, he's kind of hiding there in gray tones. 
But when I saw the movie finally, well, the way they shot the movie was when he was probably to save money <laughs> is when he was invisible, he was totally invisible and they would move things right. to show that he was doing stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was mad that I couldn't see where he was. Oh, and, like he was truly invisible, but I'm like, I understand that he's invisible and they can't see him. But right. in the book, I could see him. But in the book, you can't just have him not there because then how do you know he's there? Where yeah. at least in the movie, when things move, it's that way. So since it was different than the movie, the book is different than the movie, you know, <laughs> I it, it was like hard for my you know young mind to figure out. But yeah, that's the thing with Pete's Dragon. Love Pete's Dragon. Yeah. Did you watch the remake, <laughs> the, the recent reboot or remake? Of no. It? I didn't either. I don't remember they didn't watching even- they barely even advertised it too. It was right. like almost out. And my sister writes to me on, you know, Facebook. She's showing me the ad, and she's like, "Did you know this was happening?" I said, "No, I never heard of this. This is weird that they're like remaking this and not putting forth any effort into advertising." It's almost like when they make movies just to keep copyrights. Right, like, right. In order they can keep. That's why Spider Man's been remade eighteen dozen times or whatever. Right, that's one thing. And Fantastic like, Four. Uh, well, the fan, speaking of Fantastic Four, I, I mean, if you ever know, there's like a 1990 version of Fantastic Four made by Roger Corman. Yeah, there made is. All the, yeah. And you know what's funny? It's probably the best Fantastic Four movie. Well, maybe Which not the best, sad. but it's the most, <laughs> yeah, it's probably the most accurate, let's say, Fantastic Four movie. But if you watch it, it's not that good. But the idea is they sit there and said, here, Roger Corman, who made all those, uh, you know, cheap <laughs> horror movies back in the day, make this Fantastic Four movie. Here's your budget of, you know, a million dollars, and and that's cheaper than us losing. It's 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 better to spend that money to make this movie, even though we're not going to show it to anybody. And but because we made the movie, we get to keep the rights. And I think the people who made that, you know, who were producers who made the movie were the ones who still did the one in 2005 or 2005, you know, the, 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 which one, uh, the Jessica Alba one, you know? Yeah. So, so, um, so, I mean, maybe it's good that they made it, but I mean, they had the better, the best Dr. Doom they had, the more accurate Dr. Doom and, you know, they were actually like the Fantastic Four. I mean, they had some weird thing where they had some kind of mole man stand-in kind of weird subplot. But, I mean, it was pretty Fantastic four You just had to get over the fact that they spent no money. So it's almost like three kids in the backyard recording, trying to yep. make a movie because of the special effects were terrible. But other than that, you're, you know, you're like, eh, it's not that bad. And the girl played Sue Storm? Ooh, hot. <laughs> that's funny but you know but like Dr. Doom wore Dr. Doom costume opposed to the other co- uh, movies and my big problem with comic book movies too especially like in the 90s and early 2000s it's like hey you're Bullseye Daredevil's bad guy he wears a mask oh but I'm you know what was his name Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell. I don't wear a mask 
So I'm not going to wear that. I'm a movie star. Okay, well, we'll put this little uh, uh, bullseye on your head, and that's close enough. Okay, good. You know, stuff like that used to just irritate me. It's like, hey, you look like this. Eh, I'm not going to wear a costume. Okay, well, then you're not that. You know? Yeah. So, like, Dr. Doom in those two movies, it's like, hey, I'm going to look like me. And at the very end, when you're probably going to CG everything anyway, then put me in the armor. Okay, I'm going to wear the armor in the beginning of this movie, but then I'm going to get zapped with the Silver Surfer thing, and now I look good again, so I can play me again. It's like, come on. And then the other Fantastic Four, the Fan Four stick, you know, that one was terrible, too. It wasn't as bad as people said, but then they had Dr. Doom, like, blowing people's heads up with their... Oh, yeah. With his mind. Right. It's like, that. yeah, that's a Dr. Doom power. But he wasn't even Dr. Doom until the very end, too. So it's like, come on, they can't even get Dr. Doom right. Right. The best Dr. Doom they had was the guy they actually put in a costume. The problem is they didn't have any... He still did all his own lines. So it sounds like a guy talking through a mask. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's enough of... uh, I'll stop talking about the Roger Corman, Dr. Doom or Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. And I'm actually going to, I'm going to ask if we can wrap this up. I'm feeling pretty miserable from all this Benadryl in my, in my face. Go take some more. Yeah, you look. What's up? I say, go take some more Benadryl. I know. I'm not, I'm not allowed to yet. I just took some a little while ago. Oh goodness. Yeah. Is GV on you? Like, Hey, you can't take more than two aspirin and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. If, uh, um, uh, it, for stuff like this, the Benadryl, because I'll, I'll like Benadryl's like candy at this point. Well, every four hours, almost to the dot, I'm taking Benadryl just so I can function, you know, because my head's all just more like super snotted up over here. You don't take Sudafed? Oh. I do take Sudafed, but typically only for like uh, if I'm having a lot of sinus pressure or sinus infection. This is all right. This is all just drainage. It's, it's more just, sniffles. Yeah, it's all it's all that. Uh, uh, pollen or whatever the heck is out in the atmosphere right now that's just causing haywire, you know. So antihistamine type of um, Benadryl thing really it, it dries me up and and stuff like that. So, All right. uh, I'll go get so. some rest. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we should wrap it up. So yeah. here's the outro. Right. I'll, actually. Everybody- Say so. Say something about the uh, the international people. If there are people internationally, we want to know, like, like because I did not expect fifty something, almost fifty downloads over in the the Great Britain Isles over there, you know, and uh, um, Great Britain Isles. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> the British Isles. Yeah, exactly. And uh, um, it would be kind of cool to see, like, how a how the heck did they find us, and b like. Uh, where they're from, you know, what the what, you know, what they what they listened to, what they download or whatever. Just be curious to to see what what they actually liked. Because let us know who who you are. And- yeah, international listeners, you know, um, hit us up. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram, and I mean, if we need to get an email, we'll do it. I don't know. We have a we don't have an email, do we? We don't have an email. You should probably get one. Yeah, yeah thanks a lot. People will email if they need to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need another email but, to check. Neil can make an email. Yeah, like I know how to make an email. <laughs> I'm still using the email my sister made me. Yeah. But yeah, international listeners, we're really excited because I mean, 
it's really cool having UK people and even people from Ireland and everything. Yeah. You know, I'm waiting for the Isle of Man, baby. But I mean, it looks like we only have one uh, Scott and one Walshy. So I hope Walshy's not too derogatory. But <laughs> yeah, we got uh, uh, there's in Canada, Ontario, and Manitoba, and Germany. Uh, oh no, not Germany. Grenada. We have one from Saint George, Grenada. Uh, Mexico. We have four from Mexico City. Ooh, yeah. One from New one from New Zealand. But man, this UK. So we got uh, forty four from England, and then one Scotland, one Wales, and then eight from Ireland. Wow. Yeah, crazy. That's pretty neat. I wonder if they thought it's some kind of wolf podcast, like. <laughs> what are they going to talk about wolves? Bad wolf. <laughs> like, we like to hunt wolves, or we use wolves for hunting. Yeah. And either or, and then they're like, they haven't talked about wolves at all. Well, they sure did talk about Jesus a lot. <laughs> and comic and books might, for some reason. <laughs> and, yeah, I was going to say, and we might not talk about that Jesus as much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I haven't even talked about comic books that I'm reading. Oh, goodness. We'll have to do that later. Yeah, Nils Kamikari. <laughs> I uh, know. Well, it's a backdoor for, uh... pilot. It's a backdoor pilot into my comic book podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thanks for coming on, Aaron. It was a good time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'd Aaron. Love, I'd love to come back again. <laughs> <laughs> that's you I realize that's what's going to go in there every single time that you swore during this episode. Yep. I'm taking I, that. I, Mickey Mouse and throwing it in. All right, uh, all right, fold. Thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope this was a uh, hope this was a fun one for you guys. Uh, it was nice to introduce you to one of our friends, Aaron. Uh, and I uh, uh, hope you guys are, are enjoying what we're, what we're putting out there. Um, connect with us. We want to hear who you guys are. Uh, we want to know our. We want to know people who are listening. That's kind of the point. I don't. I don't. I don't like the idea of uh, the anonymous. Uh, listener fan person i don't i don't want to feel like i'm using people in that kind of way i like the idea of of knowing who who who's following us and stuff like that so if you if you do have an instagram reach us out there um i'm more active on that for our social media than facebook but everything does post to both sites um and uh it's uh what's uh, among wolves pod on instagram is what we're at so among wolves pod if you want to if you want to catch us there and then um same thing for Facebook. Just at just search at Among Wolves Pod. You can find us there. Send us messages. Slide into our DMs, uh, like like you do. Ooh, <laughs> kinky. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and Neil's gonna Neil's gonna get a TikTok. And no, then, yeah, it's getting banned. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get TikTok. Yeah, I'm too old for TikTok. Yeah. All right, guys. So, yeah, please hit us up. Uh, thank you for enjoying the show, or well, listening to the show. I don't know if you enjoyed it or not. <laughs> um, sorry, this one was kind of all over the place. Uh, hopefully, David edits it well. But um, we're really happy to have you. We're happy to have Aaron. We're you know happy to uh, have the increase in churches. You know, and you know, and we're all getting through the COVID one day at a time. And uh, you know. Let's just, you know, keep positive attitude, be nice to somebody today, and 
I don't know what else to say, but good night, good luck, God bless. Amen. There you go. All right. Yeah.